Deuce. Cash. Magic. What's up, y'all? We good. Yeah. Welcome to the 12 Minute Podcast. Um, I've got, you know, special guests in the building. I'm uh, very glad to have you guys on. So I've got Kerry and my man Dean. What's up? What's up? Yo. <laughs> Happy to be here. Yeah, that's great. 12 minutes. I thought you said I had it for at least 25. Yeah. It, well, it's just called 12 Minute Podcast. Uh, it's a metaphor, you oh, know. Okay, okay. But we're actually looking at uh, uh, changing our name. But okay. we're, you know, we're, we're working on it. So that's like a project. If anyone has an idea of what I can call my, what I can call my podcast, y'all just uh, DM me and let me know. Uh, but before we start, got to pay some bills, you know. Uh, so this podcast is actually um sponsored by a company called brothers beard so you're always saying yo your beard game is strong today you know yeah. so these guys actually use their beard oil you know so um so yeah they sent me some uh, some some free samples Dang. and i absolutely love it you know okay so uh so so the catch line is respect the beard it's not just on our face it's part of our dna That's you know nice. what i mean <laughs> uh, so it's good for your beard Brother's beard oil will leave your beard looking healthier than ever. With added shine and a fuller body, your beard will be one to be respected. It's organic, and our beard oil is made from the finest natural oils to give you a powerful organic-based product. Every drop of Brother's beard oil is made with your facial fleece in mind. You know what I mean? And it's bottled perfection. Our bottles are designed to make beard grooming a breeze. Our rubber lid nozzles make extracting the right amount of oil your beard simple and manly and carrie has known me since 2014 and she can attest to it right like in 2014 my beard was weak yeah it was a weak game weak weak game <laughs> right wait and basketball or the beard <laughs> okay <laughs> so carrie's my carrie's my basketball teammate uh you know but <laughs> and she's uh she's about to grow me but you know but yeah like you're saying you but know, now it's strong because of those oils literally because of the oils yeah so Anyone who's looking to get like uh, you know a strong beard game, check brothersbeard.africa mm. out. The beard oil is on point. <laughs> what do you think, Dean? Uh, no beard. Well, I mean, if you've got a beard, yes, check them out. If you don't have a beard, stick with what you have. If you want a beard too, <laughs> you know, it can help. It can help it like get fuller. Mm. It does. I don't know if it makes it appear from nowhere. Uh, so I don't see? know if it applies to you. <laughs> So you work with what you got. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> a little scruff, a little scruff. Yeah, yeah, it could help, it could help. But anyway, so yeah, Kerry and Dean, so you guys, uh, so yeah, I mean, we don't have a video version for this, but Kerry is uh, American, you know, a white girl. American white girl. American white girl, all American white girl. <laughs> My man Dean is up there, you're from Limpopo, right? Yeah. Am I right? Yeah. yeah. Up there from Limpopo. How did you guys meet? Oh, yeah, you, these guys are dating, by the way, so... You know, that's the, that's the, the, what's it called? Summary of it. How did you guys meet and where? Okay, but he's a black guy. Dean is black. Well, he's from Limpopo, so obviously. Uh, I'm English. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Dean is black. Black petty guy. Petty. He's from, he's he's petty. Do you want to give a version of how we met or should I? My version or yours? Uh, let's go with your. Let's go with your version. Um, Shouldn't it, should it be the same version? You guys met. It you never, know what I it mean. Never is. It okay. Never is. <laughs> okay. So we, okay, where did you guys meet? Okay, so we where? met at the tennis courts in Polokwane, because okay. Dan Dean's a tennis coach. He was coaching there, oh. and I was a Peace Corps volunteer up in Limpopo, and so I was with the 
the kids at my school that I was volunteering at. Right. And we brought them in for like a tennis coaching lesson to do like the provincial, national, whatever you guys call it, the sports things. Yeah, yeah. And so Dean was the coach that day and I, I, he walked into the tennis club and he was rapping Kanye. And like, I was like, what? Who is this guy from the bubble rapping Kanye? <laughs> Wait, what song were you rapping to? <laughs> um, I can definitely say the album was Graduation. Graduation? Yeah. What song? Um, I, I don't remember what Carrie, what song was it? Surely you need to no, remember. No, no, I don't remember. I was oh, just man. like, what? Who is okay. this guy? <laughs> so rapping I walk Kanye. up to him and I greet him in his tongue and I'm like, Dume Long Lekai. Dume Lang Lekai. Yeah, it means hi, how are you? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's um, like the, that's the language in Limpopo. Like, you know, Sepeti, there's Shangani, there's Venda, but I was in the Sepeti area. Right. Tonga. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> so Dean, like, looks at me and, like, is so bewildered that he just says hi and walks away. <laughs> and I was like, hey, what's up with this man? Like, uh, I was trying to start a conversation, you know, because, like, not only was he rapping Kanye, I obviously thought he was, cute. you know, cute and sexy. So I was like, okay, who's this guy? And, uh, so, yeah, so wait, uh, that, we were wait, off to a bad yeah. start. So here's here's what happened. Right. I'm in Limpopo. I might be rapping Kanye, but um, we still believe in witchcraft. And <laughs> a white girl <laughs> saying, Du Melang Likai, that's, that's, speaking in my tongue. <laughs> I had never seen such. So I was like, no, it's witchcraft. That's, I called my grandmother. Bells are ringing. Ninja dust. <laughs> and I was out. And I'm sure your grandma would also be like, nope. My grandmother was like, there's no such thing. No such thing. That doesn't exist. They're trying you. Someone is trying you. That person is black. And they're doing some funny things mm. and appearing white to your eyes. You see? And then at this point, I didn't know that he was going to be the tennis coach for the day. So mm. he like walked away and I thought, okay, whatever. So I, I head to the courts and then I greet Mr. Boshamani, like another fellow teacher that was doing the coaching with us and the kids. Okay. And then Dean felt comfortable to come over and talk to me. And he was like, where are you from? And he was like putting on his American accent. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, mind you, this is the <laughs> second day. So... Um, I was volunteering, um, just helping out the kids. They were going for a provincial tournament, and the guy they were coaching, the guy was supposed to coach them for like um, last minute. Mm. And um, so I pitched in. Actually, they asked me, I was just playing against the wall. Can you help out the kids? Oh, so it was like random. It was random, okay. very random. <clears throat> and so I'd been with them. So much better. So I'd, I'd, <laughs> I'd been with them for a day. Yeah. I knew the teachers. Yeah. And I knew the kids. Was Carrie there the day before? No, no, she wasn't. Oh, she wasn't. So okay. she just pitches out out of nowhere. I'm like, witchcraft. <laughs> no other. Was she the only white person there? She was. The only ah, white person. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, and, um, Are you like the classic American who like takes pictures with like little black kids who haven't taken showers and then you post it? I know. That's some like, what's it called? Charity porn or something. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. The classic I, I um, white American that, girl. Like, white uh, saviorism. I'm I'm the I'm the childless uh, black of the person. Right. Okay. So you're you're saying right. So Carrie wasn't there the day before, and yeah, then that's, today that's, she's there. That's what the following day she was there, and um, uh, we got talking, and um, yeah, here was this white girl who spoke not only my language um mm. had like was living in the village she was living in a homestead oh were you living in the village like straight yeah dope and in a, go on was that a requirement or it was it was by choice well peace corps volunteers are mostly in the village like in the, those rural areas yeah but some like a few of them are in the townships and whatnot but 
most of them are in the rural area. So I just got chosen for Debang. That's where I stayed. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, Debang is in Ramatala. Uh, in the, what was your name? No. Well, my name was Maklatsi. Was that the, who gave you that name? Uh, my Coco gave me that name, my grandma. Oh, wait, what do you mean? You're, oh, your grandma from Sipedi. Yeah, and it okay. was her and my, um, the principal at my school. And Maklatsi means lucky. So okay. they said the first day, they were like, you're lucky to be here and we're lucky to have you say so your name is Maklatsi. I was like, ah, okay, it works, it works. <laughs> that's a dope name, I like that it. That was back in 2015, though. Oh, that's 2015. Yeah, so 2014 was my UCT days with you. Yeah, and then yeah. I came we, back. Met in, we met in 2014 at the basketball courts. Yeah. Um, and then you left, right? So you left, it was, because uh, when you were here in 2014, that was, you were an exchange student, am I right? Yeah, yeah, exchange yeah. student. And then you went back to the States, and then yeah. you came back in 2015. Mm-hmm. Ah, but okay. I didn't meet him until the end of my service in 2017. So that was, to- oh, wait, were you, in, were you in, in Limpopo for two years? Yeah, yeah. Oh, So that's damn. why I like, knew the language, and I knew a bit about his culture and yes, whatnot. Yes, yes, that makes sense. Because I've, I've been there for two years. So when I went up to greet him, like, that's what you do in Limpopo, you greet everyone. Yeah. So when he responded like that, I was like, what the hell? Like, <laughs> uh, like uh, I ain't about this? that life. Yeah. <laughs> so, you guys, so you guys met towards the end of your, your thing. Yeah, towards the end of my service in Limpopo. Your, your service. And then I came to Cape Town to do my third year service at Grassroots Soccer. Okay. Yeah. Nice. And then he came down. And then he came down. He followed. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you guys have been dating since 2017. Yeah. Okay. So uh, how long were you dating in Limpopo? Like there? Uh, three months. Three months. Yeah. Okay. So is there like a difference between like interracial dating in Limpopo versus in Cape Town? Definitely. Okay, so so like, well, what's the, what's the vibe in Limpopo? Uh, there is no vibe. Um, it, it's not tolerated. Uh, it's like yeah. deep south. So know? so so they weren't tolerating your relationship. Well, or did it just look weird, like super super weird? Super super weird. Um, Are they white people in Limpopo? Afrikaner people. Yes. Afrikaner people. In town. They're in only town. Like in town, yeah. But obviously in the rules. No, not. It was only you, pretty much. Yeah. From my perspective, it feels like, well, we didn't, so, like, we mostly hung out in, like, black spaces in Limpopo. Mm. And from my experience, it was, like, people were cheering on Dean. Like, they were like, yes, you got this white girl. Go you, go you. Like, yo, you're a badass. You know, some kind of, like, prize to be won or something. Like, it was, you know, it wasn't, like, it's never, like, an equal kind of setting. Like, I feel like we're just, you know, it never felt like that, at least. And then I also have, like, my white other, my white Peace Corps friends that were with us, too. Oh, okay. So, like, they were like, oh, if this black guy's with them, then, like, I can get with this other white girl or something. Like, like so they knew, so, like, So we you, you basically showed them that it's possible. You opened up. <laughs> yeah. But we were in Limpopo. Yeah, like, you know, like, and, yeah, I mean, he came to my village. Like, he met my grandma in my school and stuff. Yeah. But we were only honest with, like, a few people that he was my boyfriend because, like, they're very conservative. So for him to be in that space with me it wouldn't be like correct or right so i only told like my very close counterparts oh. and my colleagues that i was very close with like Mamojela. she's very dance. traditional she's mm. like a 45 year old sapeti woman yeah and she was just like what's his surname and stuff like that yeah. and um but she was always like very open to me dating him especially because he was sapeti yeah so she was like ah as long as it's it's not like a zulu man or something i was like ah Mamojela, like, you can't be like that <laughs> but she was like no sapeti men are great so yeah yeah stay away from the zulu boys 
other, like, <laughs> Facts. in Limpopo, I don't know what to say, but, like, Pretoria, people were overt, overtly racist to us. Like, um, what do you mean? Oh, did you guys hang out in Pretoria for a bit? Yeah, yeah we were yeah. there for, like, in three Pretoria weeks. For a bit, um, so what, 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 what did you experience? Why, why are you saying it was, uh, it was racist? Well, um, literally, people just stopping, like, while driving, someone would stop me. Hey, you two, stop it. Are you serious? And you guys are just walking? Yeah, we're, we're walking. Like, uh, bye. That's insane. Like nasty looks in the shopping line. Like just like people stopping us and being like, you're ruining our, like your, what's it called? Like your race mixing or something like mm. that. Like you're ruining our white blood white line. White blood line. And I was just like, some of them spoke in Afrikaans. So I didn't understand what they were saying, but Dean did. Oh, Dean, you, you understand Afrikaans? Um, yeah, yeah. I'm also Afrikaans um, next to English. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so damn. I think he never told me the full story of what they were saying. No, but no, 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 like, like to cover my ears or something. I don't know. Here's here's what actually um, was was interesting. Yeah. Um, Growing up in South Africa, um, apartheid, well, apartheid South Africa into the transition of um, um, new, yeah, yeah uh, this new age, democracy, and, yeah. and so on. Um, there are things that I just did not consider, uh, you know, things to stress about. From this is racist type of right. stand view, right? Um, and what I was very blind to was Kerry is experiencing racism firsthand for the first time oh for real as a well, yeah, as of a course. I mean, as a matter of being as a matter of being with me yeah yeah and oh yes okay i understand so, what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so i i i was you know this is not things i i, I concern myself with this is not things i react to yeah there are things i will react to right but this is not one of it's those not one of those things and you're like you know yeah on. and i always wanted to react i was like don't talk to me like that don't talk to us like that you know and like yeah. you know i wanted to get in a fight and it was a very like emotional time in the beginning because you know i couldn't understand why we were being treated like this and like dean was just like consoling me and supporting me through it but for me i was just like this is so wrong like it really like as a white person i was just like oh racism sucks like, yeah, yeah, yeah and i'm not even really like experiencing it to the extent of any black person of course you know so i was just like just this kind of like these experiences of walking the grocery stores or on the street it was always like i like it still bewilders me that black people like they have to deal with this shit on a daily basis and i was just like covered in it for a little bit you know yeah no that's actually crazy oh my word and it wasn't just like the comments too like i remember we were at a hostel and my friend who was dating an afrikaans boy she got the same room for us for the same amount of time like we were all together at this place your friend is white um yeah she's white american and she was dating an afrikaner like so, a white okay. afrikaner okay, cool. and they got the room like same setup as us they got the room for like a thousand five hundred rand less so when it came time for us to pay i thought we were going to pay the same amount and like I, I tell you, like our room didn't have an in-suite bathroom or anything like that. It was the and exact same room. I swear, just opposite the hallway. Like it was that's one of those. Cra- that's crazy. Yeah, and we paid an extra thousand five. Did you ask him why? Yeah, I was like, "What's going on?" Like he speaks Afrikaans. Does that matter? Like, what's going on here? Like. Wh- then what did they say? And he was just like, "No, like this is the price." And I was like, "But my friend paid this. Like, why would she lie to me about the price?" You know. And Meg, like Meg, at that time was just like, "Yeah, it's not. It's crazy." 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, I've I've heard of those stories where like even even if it's like pure blacks, right? Like we we so I'm I'm from Zim, right? So we we used to come to South Africa a lot like ten years ago to shop, you to know, because yeah. we didn't have anything. Then, yeah, the facilities were not yeah, exactly were, exactly we didn't yeah. have anything. So so we used to come through and then drive faster in Messina and then go to Lut Richard. Lut Richard was you know we'd we'd uh, you could see like the pricing, right? Mm-hmm. It's e- it's either like they'd say like there are no rooms, and you can tell there's rooms. Yeah, because yeah. you know you know you know when there's keys on the yeah. on the counter, right? Yeah. To like rooms, you can tell there's rooms. When there's no rooms, there are no keys. There are no keys. That's that's the logic, right? So they said that nah, there are no rooms, and you can see yeah. like there's but there's keys, and then you'd see um, also the pricing. I've re- I've heard the same thing of like similar thing where like let's say like a white couple is friends with a black couple, and then they'll go to the same place. You know, and they they you know check in blah blah blah, and then they realize the black people are paying more. You know what I mean? So it's actually quite quite common. Um, you know how that saying, like, well, not the saying, but how rich people, like Kim Kardashian and shit, like mm. she gets all this free stuff, like to sponsor it or whatever, yeah. but also just like things in the mail because she's Kim Kardashian. Yes. And it's like I feel like that's definitely it's also racially motivated too, like to charge. You know, black people more to try to keep them keep them, keep them out of these out, spaces, yeah. and yeah. and it sucks because economically speaking, like black people usually don't have that exactly. Power. We, yeah, we're not we're not in a position to to manage so, that. Yeah, it's just like yeah, it's crazy. It's just, oh yeah. Okay, and then so after so after um, you know Limpopo, you guys came over to Cape Town. So you, for the bulk of your relationship, you've been in Cape Town, right? Yeah. How long is it? How long have you guys been in Cape Town together? But no, for a year, year, a year and, a and a half. Yeah. Year and a half. Okay, so so how have you experienced? <laughs> how have your experiences been in Cape Town? Quite different. Um, right. Cape Town is well, it's not not it sits on African soil, but I mean, this is first world. Um, yeah, it's like first world in in Africa. Yeah, basically. Yeah, and there's, I guess there's just too much. Too too many um, too many people, too many cultures, too many yeah uh, for anyone to really to really stop and and then you get tired yeah you know, of going hey, hey. yeah because literally there's like a lot of you know mixing going on yeah. so 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 it's basically been easier well, in Cape Town not not necessarily know, yeah. we, okay we we actually at some point like, we just decided you know and um, if anyone's gonna be weird we're gonna be weird back. They're right, gonna catch you staring, and they're gonna give you like you know, stare back or just pull a face or yeah, um, <laughs> the t-shirts. Take a picture; it'll last longer. <laughs> Instead of your stare, yeah, so, just like, take we get a picture. The stares, but it's not overt racism. I would say like what he's saying. Like, I wouldn't say someone was like, you know, stopping us at the street like in Pretoria, but. Um, I feel like Cape Town has like in like and I don't know if maybe I'm not correct with this observation, but mm-hmm. it's just from my experience. I feel like because there's more like black power and black influence up north of the country, I think institutionalized racism in Cape Town is way more overt. So like mm. when we're in the restaurants, like there's certain space, like you know some restaurants we like struggle to go into, whereas I didn't feel like that in Pretoria or Limpopo. Yeah. Um, okay. And like even. Yeah, there was there was like um, even a period of time where Dean was unemployed, you know. So mm. it's like there's definitely these spaces of 
like it's hard to enter some of these spaces and whatnot. And I guess also our management of the, which is um, is ongoing, I guess, of mm-hmm. of how we deal with uh, you know pe- reactions, um, be it uh, from from black people, from white people, has is, is is also yeah changing. We we used to get pissed off about it, and yeah. you realize that like it just works on you. It's, it's hurting you. Yeah. you. Yeah, dealing with it. Um, yeah. So, um, we we just quickly got comfortable with look. Um, we're gonna sit and we see what we get. If we're not happy about it, we get up, we leave. Like we walk into a restaurant, um, a white couple sits. Yeah, five minutes like, after you know, we we are there, and yeah. then their drinks come out, and we're right. still waiting for ours. Right. We decide if there and then we just get up. We walk. But you're out. not gonna give them the, give them your money. Like we, yeah. we, we, we get One up of the owners, like we we had a bad experience. Um, it's not a restaurant anymore. Mitiko on Clue Street. It was mm-hmm. this Italian restaurant, and this guy, like, so it was just very poor service. Like we weren't being seated. Just like Dean, like said, like we definitely experienced that. And then. Um, he we get a drink and we're like okay we i think this is a bad vibe situation like i think we should go and enjoy ourselves somewhere else yeah and then we pay for our drink leave the cash in there and the owner comes out and was like wait did you did you pay in front of everyone and we're all just and i stared at him like go check the book before you like you know ask us like that and um yeah uh, I was like, didn't leave teep. Ha ha. Clubs. Yeah. You get that also. Um, oh, yeah. Like, we had a bad experience. Harrington's. Yeah. What club? Oh, Harrington's. Yeah, we're, we're putting them all on blast right now. Oh, yeah, now. you have to. You have to. <laughs> like, I'm up there with my friends partying and he comes late. And, and yeah, I get there. This guy's like, a, I'm like, yo, man, um, you got cover charge? How much you pay? And he's like, <laughs> yeah. it's a private party. I'm like, Man. <laughs> exactly that's why i'm here out of here <laughs> it wasn't a well, private party oh it, what what no i just walked right in like it was an open bar they just told dean that he couldn't get in like it was a private party at harrington's yeah so i get his text message and i marched down there like <laughs> okay so let me get this straight okay so carrie you arrive with your friends before dean without dean right yeah so you who guys are also people of color oh they're black yeah okay oh okay right okay so so yeah. Which is weird, very. But they're with you, and it was a diverse crowd up there. It always is. Like I've, I think yeah. it's also it's not just about being black, but it's also like how you present yourself being black. Like if you don't look white enough as a black person, right? And if you know, if I think that's what it was. Like okay. if Dean wasn't wearing, you know, I, like H and M clothes or whatever. Right, like, right. If I come by myself, yeah. I don't. I, I could be dressed as long as I'm by myself. Yeah. There is. There is, um, yeah, like it could go either way. I, I know could, what you mean. I could, I could dress as a hobo and come with Carrie, and I'm getting VIP treatment. Because you're with Carrie. Because I'm with Carrie. Get a taste of that, that white privilege, oh, you know yeah, what I mean? That, 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 that WP. Hey, WP. <laughs> and since I found out about it, uh, yeah. Milk that yeah. shit. So I obviously like ran down there, and Dean was like, no, he says I can't get in. And I and he looks at me, the bouncer, and is like, oh, like, you know, you can immediately tell. He's like, oh, shit. Oh, like, shit, yeah. This is about I to be, up. like, you know. And then I don't really know what. Was the bouncer um, black or white? It was black. Black. That, that, that's what really just, like, oh, yeah, yeah. really made me blow my top. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. How do we treat each other like Exactly. This? That's, that's the people. worst part. Uh, but in his defense, he's wearing an earpiece. And you don't know what's on the camera. You, 
Yeah. I'm not making the decisions. There's someone else who looks, says yes or no, and that's how it rolls. I don't make decisions. I, I just make, I just turn people away who, who are said to be turned away, and that's it. He's so, basically a house nigger. He's <laughs> <laughs> a house boy. But he wasn't light skinned. He was an outside oh, the house. Okay. Nigger. He wasn't light skinned. So anyway, I grow, I'm, I'm just personally, otherwise, I'm more confrontational than Dean. Like, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. I'm like that white girl. Like, yeah, yeah. call the manager yeah. right now. Yeah. Like, um, yeah. but I just felt like call it was that so person unjust. making decisions. You know, yeah, I was just like, this is so unequal. Like, it's not fair, and it, like that stuff bothers me to my core. So I come down the stairs. I'm like, you know, I throw a fit. I don't really know what I said. I feel like I plus like, her being that um, shit up. being um, yeah, a champion for yeah the voiceless. Yeah. By the way, I did not know I did not have a voice until I met her. I used to think I'm an extrovert, <laughs> like, and I'm, I'm outspoken. Until you met Kay. I met Kay, I was like. I have not had a voice, at least on the things that matter. Um, yeah. Like, like standing up for yourself. Um, no, I would not have. We were out the other day, quite recently actually. We ordered a we ordered a pizza, and it was um, overly powering yeah, and, and certain elements. And okay, like, look, uh, I don't like this. I'm like, I'm gonna power through it. And she's like, you don't have to power through nothing. We're changing. <laughs> I mean, you're paying like 140 rand for and that's pizza. the thing. Like, Which again, like yes, you it's have true. to you enjoy it. It is true, mm-hmm. and and it, like it, like it's the same with me. Like like usually, if 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 I don't like the food, I just like you know power through it. This one time I was at Cattle Baron, which also funny enough, right? Cattle Baron. I don't know if you know Cattle Baron. It's in Greenpoint. Okay. You know, so it's like a it's like a, a steakhouse in a way. Mm-hmm. So these guys, I always go with my friends my tanzanian friends you know and we always so so how how it's set up right there's you you get in and then there's like a, like the set that section where you just walk in mm-hmm. and there's a behind section the scenes, yeah. yeah behind like yeah so you like walk and then you turn and then you turn again and then you go into like another section uh-huh. always they put us there like always doesn't matter if it's just Out the of three of us if it's just like yeah. a big group like like you know nine ten people yeah you know, so they'll Shove put you right us in the corner. Right in the corner, bruh. They still want your money, but they don't want to advertise you. Exactly, yeah. exactly. That's what I'm saying. So right. it's it's and, and I noticed this. Excuse me. And I noticed this. I was like, guys, like how can we always sit at the back? Either like depend like doesn't matter if we've reserved. This one time we reserved for our friend's birthday. Because we really like the place, like the food is great. We, we like the we like the steaks, you know. But anyway, you know, so that that so that's another case of you know, because yeah. we always see like white people always sitting like in the in the you know the front area, yeah, the front area, nice and we one, sit yeah. at the back. Yeah, it's you crazy. know when I'm like trying to talk to my white girlfriends about experiencing, especially in those first three months, I was like, you yeah. know, this is what I experienced. Isn't this so unfair? Like this isn't right. And you know, some of the questions I got back were like, but are you sure it was? Like, are you sure she paid the same amount as you or like, um, yeah. like for that hostile situation? And it was always like I was getting questioned by yeah. like my white counterparts. Yeah. And I was like, no, I know what I felt and I know what happened. Like, I'm trying to talk to you, you know, because with these racist acts, you don't you don't always have like the insurmountable like ev- evidence, you know, yeah. like you can't yeah. always say like this is what happened X, Y and Z. And so like this is a PSA for white people. We need to listen. Like we need to just be open-minded. Racism exists. Like this stuff it, happens. It really does. Right. Like, would you treat like someone who went through sexual assault, like by questioning them like that and, or, you know, like anything like that. And we use, you know, as white women, you wouldn't, you'd be like, no, we have to believe her, but it's, you know, it's like an intersectional approach. You have to listen when things come up like this. Cause it's happening, you know? 
So he's a fact. Mic drop. Mic drop. <laughs> Mic drop. That's that's a good that's a good place but, to end the podcast yeah. episode. <clears throat> um, you know, thanks so much for joining us. You know, hope to have you again, uh, Dean and Kerry. Um, appreciate yeah. it. Appreciate um, it. Yeah. How did you guys? How did you guys? What did you guys think of the episode? I think it was good. Um, how did you yeah. guys do? Yeah. So Dean was nervous apparently. No, I wasn't. He's so nervous, he had to take a shit before. <laughs> 20 minutes. Deuces. <laughs> he had to, he had magic. To, <laughs> he had to destroy my toilet, like, you know, just before the podcast. But fair enough. Uh, it was worth it. Cause it was I, worth it. It was worth it. It was worth it. You always feel great after that, you know. So I want you to, in peak performance for this episode. I think you were. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank yeah, you. thanks for having us. Um, thanks this for having us. This was fun. Yeah, fun. great. We should do it again. Duh. We should, for sure. Uh, yeah. This is the Deuce and e- Oh, the 12 Minute Podcast. I uh, used to be called the Deuce and Easy Show. Ah. But this is the 12 Minute Podcast. Uh, thank you so much for joining us and uh, check you next week. Peace.